The internet is a vast ocean of unofficial intelligence. The following views and opinions expressed on this show do not represent the parties expressing them. Their jokes lighten up. Now let's start the show. How does a podcast co-host bragging that he's seen the most movies that are classic? Yo, forget about Jurassic. He hasn't seen an indie. He hasn't seen the Goonies. What's he doing? He's all my favorite movies. But alas, there is some hope from a host that's first in rambling. Pay for Disney Plus just so he can watch the Hamilton. Now he's changed his attitude. Seems he agrees and bend us too. Ooh. A play that's full of power. Now let's save that old clock tower. Once indifference, now reverence. Here's hoping that we make some sense. Let's start the show and represent. We'll take our time and do our best. Unofficial intelligence. What's up, everybody? If you haven't already guessed, today's episode is going to be a very special one. We're going to review Back to the Future trilogy because Ben has never seen those. And I just recently saw Hamilton, and we're going to weigh in on all of those in a very special edition of Unofficial Intelligence. Musical edition. The musical edition. So, yeah, we uh, previously on unofficial intelligence we've been teasing this we've been talking about it a little bit where this all came from was in one of the first three podcasts we recorded i don't know if it was one two or three hamilton came up and i said to steve like dude you gotta see it yeah. um and that's coming from a place of like just just music alone he, yeah you know he's a very musical guy all right he, he plays some sick beats on the drums oh, he's yeah. got a voice of an angel mm-hmm. when he sings uh as you could tell <laughs> by the intro that we just had very creative. Yep. Um, you know, just based on that fact alone, I think he would really enjoy Hamilton. Yep. So he saw it I on did. the condition that I watched a trilogy. Which you guys voted on. Right. And it, it landed on Back to the Future. He also said that I, I need to watch Goonies. Hasn't happened quite yet. It yeah. will. I just felt like maybe... Hey, baby steps. Yeah, maybe watching four movies and giving you four movie reviews and a musical review on top of that in one podcast Yeah, might have been a little too much. So we're pumping the brakes on the Goonies. I will get you... That review, uh, I know I got to see it, but here we are. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and last year was the 35th anniversary of Back to the Future. Uh, I was talking to Ben earlier, you know, I had watched the three movies uh, during that last year's celebration. Um, I wanted to watch the three of them uh, over the last couple of days, but I was watching other things. But I think I still have enough of the key points fresh where I could, you know, maybe contribute some fun facts, but, but ultimately out of the three movies, what, what was the general consensus? We'll, we'll get into more detail, but do we like it? Do we not like it? I will say I enjoyed it. Cool. I really did. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm like you where like the hype kind of yeah. gets me like anti some things. And I felt like the hype around it and it being like an eighties, early well, 1990 trilogy I thought I was going to look at it and be like, come on, man. Like, yeah, I, you, I missed the boat on this one. I should have yeah. watched it when I was younger. Yeah. Um, you, we'll go through my notes and there are probably a couple moments where that is the case. Yeah. But I was actually surprised on, on how much I did like it. Yeah. No, it's, um, I know my, uh, my brothers and my friend, uh, Ryan was, is like chomping at the bit for me to get to this because I teased it all weekend. I showed him the, the screenshots of when I was watching it, he wanted me to give him the review personally. I said, you'll, you'll get my review on April 14th. Yeah. And we've arrived at that moment. <laughs> um, 
So what? So each we'll go each movie. Right. Um, I'll so, give you my grade at the end of each movie. Okay. Um, I, I, I do want to start off. Well, maybe you give like, can you give a quick synopsis of each movie? Just make two or three lines. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah. So, so the first movie, um, you know, uh, Marty McFly's in, in high school. Uh, he's friends with this nutty scientist guy, uh, Doc Brown, uh, Emmett Brown. Um, you know, he's working on this time machine that they kind of, it's kind of like an after school type thing for Marty where he's like kind of right after school going to Doc's place and whatever. And, uh, he develops, uh, a time machine and they go to test it one night in a parking lot. They find out that it works. Um, uh, but then subsequently after they find out that the DeLorean works, they have like L- Libyan nationalists yeah. that are like, <laughs> that was my first, my first note, <laughs> <laughs> my first note on the, uh, on back to the future one was, Libyan RPG, LOL. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Libyans in the Volkswagen bus, LOL. <laughs> that too. But it, dude, it was fun, you know, funny enough watching like that, um, yeah. that chase scene. But when he pulls out the RPG, like yeah. it's modern warfare. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, that, that got me. Yeah. That got me. <laughs> you know, fun fact, uh, you know, the dog Einstein was initially, uh, they wanted a chimp uh, named Shemp. Oh, really? Yeah, but there was a producer, this, I forget his name, but there was a funny producer like the whole way. That was just hitting them with like the numbers of like random things. So they'd be like, nah, we can't. Typically, movies with apes don't do well. You know, and then <laughs> yeah. like, uh, tell that to Dunstan checks in. <laughs> was that the one with Matt LeBlanc? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Where he was like a baseball player or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that I was like cracking when I, when I had heard that. I'm like, that's so random. But ultimately, everybody loves Einstein, the, the dog. Yeah. I'm not sure what kind of dog it was, but only dog to ever travel in time. Hey. That's a fact. The first time traveler ever. First time traveler ever, yeah. Um, yeah, so the Libyans come after Doc and they shoot him. They shoot him dead. Kilt. Kilt him. Cold blood. And then, you know, Marty jumps in the DeLorean and uh uh he didn't set he didn't set the the time. I think it was already on there yeah. to go back to nineteen fifty five. They want to go back to nineteen fifty five because that's when he first conceived of the time machine remember right. he fell he hit his head yeah and then he's like I, I hit my head and when i came to i drew this and he's holding up the flux capacitor yeah 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 yeah, yeah so then so now marty's in 1955 he's got no plutonium to go yeah, back he's got, he's got he's got no way to get back so then he you know he's stuck in uh the, he, he essentially goes to like where he his childhood home is but it's yeah. the, the estates aren't built yet um with, that's another funny easter egg about the mall like when he crashes into the tree in the Twin yeah. Pines, whatever. Yeah. Later on, it's not the Twin Pines Mall. It's, it's like it's pine. like the Lone Pine, yeah. yeah. But all those things stick throughout. Like uh, another thing too, like oh well, I guess we'll. we'll get and there, I think but. that's what you're saying right now. That like there is a lot of attention to detail, which I really appreciate. Yeah, and yeah. like that's one of the notes I have when we get to the second one. Oh yeah. I there's a lot of things that I appreciate that like normal movies would have. There would have been like huge, obviously there's going to be plot holes, but yeah. like. They just would have said, "All right, let's." Especially when do- you, especially when you get involved with like time travel, yeah, that, and it that makes usually, sense. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah. um, no, and, and and everything that was altered in the past, you know, you see in the future, you right? Know, uh, and we'll get into more examples of that because they really did keep a, a detailed eye on those things. So, um, but yeah, so then he's in 1955, and you know, he runs into his his parents as like uh, uh, high schoolers, and and the whole idea for the script came to be when. Uh, I don't think it was Zemeckis. It was the other guy, Gale, something. Yeah. Uh, but he had said like he had seen an old picture of his dad from when he was in high school, 
and he remember he he was like looking at the photo, being like, "I wonder if I if like me and my dad were the same age, if we'd be friends." Yeah, yeah. And based on that, just thought alone, that's we wrote the script. Wow. Um. And uh. And yeah. And then also, I was gonna get into uh, just a fun fact that's widely known by every fan of the movie, pretty much. But uh, although Michael Fox was always the first choice for the role, uh, he was on the that sitcom Family Ties, and the right. producers wouldn't let him leave. Um. Because another girl on the show was pregnant, and they didn't want both of them gone at the same time, um, so they wouldn't allow him to go for it. And they start they shot for five weeks with Eric Stoltz, and there's footage as Marty McFly, as Marty McFly, and and there's footage where you could see him. Who's Eric Stoltz? Uh, he's been in a lot of random stuff, like nothing. Like he was in Pulp Fiction. He was in. He was. I think he was the. Pretty sure he was the creepy dad that filmed the like child porn videos in Butterfly Effect. You ever see that? No. Okay, he's he's in a lot of stuff. But he's like he's just like it, one of those. Yeah, and if you saw his face, he works like, oh, a lot. But yeah, yeah. And and like I said, you could watch the the early footage with him in it, and it's like it's it's crazy because it's like it, that. It's almost like an alternate, like it, someone went back in time. And yeah, like, off yeah, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah, and and it was a very different movie because he was a very like serious actor too. So they weren't getting the comedy that they needed. So he got fired. Off and that the, that's one of the notes I had. And maybe this was just my perception was that Apple had it listed as a comedy when I went to rent it. Yeah. And that kind of like, I guess after watching it, the first, I feel like the first one was more comedy than the other two. Yeah. Um, but I was surprised to see, to see it was listed as a comedy and not like a, an action or yeah. adventure type movie. Yeah. Comedy, the comedy genre could be broad like that where it could like kind of absorb those other movies that are like maybe more action. But I, I but I, me personally, I would think of it as a comedy because when I think of that, I'm not like, I don't think sci-fi. I don't think like action. I don't think drama. You know, I, yeah, comedy is more of like yeah. a catch-all. So. Um, but uh, but yeah. So they fired Stoltz, and then the, I think the girl came back or whatever, and then his uh, availability opened up, so he he was able to do it. Um, uh, Chris, Christopher Lloyd, right? Yep. Uh, he wasn't the first choice by a long shot for Doc Brown. I think their their first choice was John Lithgow. I think. I could see it, but yeah, but they went through. It was like John Lithgow, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase. Uh, obviously, none of those guys got it. Um, yeah, so it's just like funny, especially those iconic movies when like you can't picture anybody else in that role, and yeah. then all of a sudden you hear of all the people that almost got it. They even had. Uh, I think I read something that like Eddie Murphy in in, uh, in one version they wanted him as Emmett Brown. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, so I don't know because <laughs> the movie came out in '85, so like he was just. I feel like. Well, no. What? When was? Oh, I don't know. That different tangent. But I'm, I don't know if Raw or Delirious was like. I know they were late. 80s. Oh my god! What a what a juxtaposition that would have been. Right. So something. Well, that you know, it's like uh, Michael Keaton played Batman off of like Mr. Mom or something like yeah. that. So. Um, yeah, but so all right. So Marty's in the past. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, he he knocks his he saves his dad basically when yeah. his dad was being creeper mccreeping sin up yeah. in the tree yeah uh that was not i wasn't expecting that in the movie <laughs> um then his parents start uh his, his siblings start fading out of the photos that he's in yeah um him and doc put it together that he's altering the timeline yeah um there's also a good scene too because when he has to go when he goes there and he has to convince him that he's from the future and, and yeah, all this stuff yeah and- uh yeah and he convinces he's him. got he's the like, bandages on yeah his head. he's like i know he's like i know how you fell and all that stuff um so anyway his mom gets the haunts for him yep leah thompson uh she's put she's on a full core press yeah talk you know talking about calvin 
Shout out Why do you keep on calling me that? Oh, yeah, shout it's out. written all over your underwear. <laughs> shout out 1955 Lorraine, though. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, so she wants to go to the school dance with him and not George. Uh, so then they have to come up with a plan for George to win her over by yep. rescuing him. Yep. Uh, rescuing her. That all happens. From, from Biff, a.k.a. Tom Wilson. Do you know what he does these days? What does he do? He is a stand-up comedian. Is he really? Yeah. And, and that makes him... The second cinema villain who has turned to stand-up comedy. The first, the first one I saw was Scott Farkas from uh, A Christmas Story. Farkas? Yeah. <laughs> he, became a, he became a comedian. I saw, oh, wow. him, I saw him at a Ha Ha Cafe in North Hollywood. How old is he? Uh, how old is Tom Wilson? Oh, he's definitely older than 27. That's a different Tom Wilson. He's probably, he's got to be like 50-something. Okay. I don't know. He's got, yeah, because 35 years, he's probably in his 20s and they filmed that. Yeah. Yeah. 50 something. Uh, so we go back. We are now we're in the, uh, we're in the dance casually. Marty invents rock and roll, I yeah. guess. Another fun fact was uh, Chuck, Chuck Berry uh, waited right up until like the very last second to give them the approval for that song. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the very last second. Uh, so he invents rock and roll. Says goodbye to his parents and then heads uh, heads to meet Doc to go back yeah. to the future. Throughout the whole time in the movie, they're uh, doing the whole save the clock tower thing. And uh, it's funny, too, because this is something that I read after the fact. Um, but the girl that hands Marty the flyer earlier on in the yeah. movie, by handing him the flyer, she's directly responsible for the clock tower changing. She wanted it to stay the same, and she wanted everything. She wanted to save it, but by handing him the flyer, she she basically ruined the clock tower because uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't have known that, that that's the way get that hit they by can, lightning. Yeah, well, that's when he put it together. When he got the flyer, yeah, then he realized, oh, this it gets hit by gets struck by lightning, and then that's when they're that's when they realize like they could they know when it's going to strike, so they could use that to power, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So, but had she not given him that flyer in the beginning. You know, kind of like in the he beginning of Home Alone, stuck. if uh, they didn't fucking leave Kevin home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just that one little thing. If it changes, man, there's nothing left. Their favorite thing to do in this trilogy is build tension. <laughs> you know, the last, you know, the last possible second, Doc oh, yeah. makes a connection. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's you know that's where it ends. They- but what's good also too about uh, them acknowledging what happened. So like the brick that like fell out mm-hmm. when he was like hanging, that brick is still missing. Oh, like you in know, the so, beginning, yeah. Uh, that's so, cool. so like he said, that's what are, I'm saying. The attention to detail, yeah. I thought was was really good. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's go into like my notes about it. Okay. Uh, the DeLorean yeah. makes a noise when they enter, like turn on like the date. Was that somebody's text tone? Was that your? That's text mine. Tone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, as soon as I heard that, I was the, like, uh, the flux capacitor circuitry yeah. has been my text tone for, God, man, such a long time. Can you give us a sample? Uh. Mr. Apple Genius, do you know how I could get into a spot on my phone where I can call that up, like, right away? Uh, you can go to... Or, uh, let me just, here, just text me and I'll turn the volume on. All right, hold on a second. As soon as I heard that in the movie, I was like, what? Steve? It would, like, flash me back in time to, like... I also, wait, now, oh, if I, oh, sounds and haptics? That's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, so my text tone is the Back to the Future circuits, and, oh, uh, wait, did I take it off? Because I had the... Uh, the little ch- jingle? Yeah, the... 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first sound you hear in every movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of my favorite things, just uh, before you go into your notes, I just want to say one of my favorite things as a kid watching, I don't know why. I, 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 as a kid, I always like knobs and like dials. Yeah, yeah. So in the beginning when he's turning on all the speaker yeah, stuff yeah. and like all the clicks and everything, I don't know why, but I love that. And it reminds me of like my dad's old receiver where like the, the radio dial, like the tuner was like so heavy. Yeah. The thing was made out of like brass. You know what I mean? It was like a beautiful metal. Yeah. And it was, had such a weight to it. And like you felt the clicks as it went like, I don't that know. That scene with, with the guitar and the amp. I will say the first two movies, the first like 10 minutes, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, like with that whole scene of him like turning on the amp and then he like plays the guitar and it blows him yeah, back. Yeah. I was like, all right. I all mean, right. that speaker was gnarly. It was. That was probably like um, a million watt. Oh, one last fun fact towards the beginning of the movie when he's doing the audition for the talent show. Yeah. And the guy with the megaphone is like, ah, it's just too loud. Yeah. That's Huey Lewis. Is it really? Yeah. And, oh, that, and, and Huey Lewis in the news wrote the theme yeah, song, Power yeah, of Love. Power of Love. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I mentioned it briefly before, but in the movie, he invents skateboarding. Yep. Oh, yep. Invented he invents rock and roll. Yeah. Invents rock and roll. He's like the Forrest Gump of, uh, his, <laughs> of the 80s. He really I guess. is. <laughs> uh, his singing voice though. When he's singing Johnny yeah. Be Good. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, I was dying laughing. He was just so... Yeah. Especially because his voice is like, oh, my God, like, oh, Tom, hey, Tom. Uh, it's so up there. And then he's like, you know, his singing voice is like so deep and yeah. like masculine. <laughs> uh, but I will say his fake guitar playing was actually not that bad. Yeah. Like, he looked was, legit, yeah. He looked like he knew what he was doing on the guitar. <laughs> um, in Biff's crew. Yeah. What's up with the dude with the 3D glasses? Yeah, <laughs> like you know, every every group's got to have that one. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, also, with Biff's group, shout out Billy Zane. Yeah, a young Billy Zane. Yeah, yo, fully <laughs> full quaff of hair, Billy Zane. Um, uh, how about every movie? Biff always winds up t-boning a manure truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate manure. It's like horse shit in the first one. Yeah. Uh, straight up big old. I'm trying to manure think. pile in the second one, and then the third one third, is, the, oh, is the horse. Horse again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the dude smoking jazz cigarettes in the band in oh, the yeah, Cadillac. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, I know it was the '80s, but the hand disappearing when he's like fading away. Oh yeah, was yeah. so bad. Oh, I know. It, it was so bad because it it clearly looked like, like a, <laughs> someone was like holding a fake hand in front of him. Yeah, they gave him they gave him a green mitten. Yeah. And they, <laughs> And that was kind of part of, Aya brought it up because we were watching it on like 4K. Yeah. Like the prosthetics and stuff like that. I More mean, noticeable. It, it, it's so noticeable yeah. on the newer ones. Not that anything was like super bad. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I tried to see things through like older eyes and yeah. not like I'm and watching. And there's always, you know, like because in. Because uh, you could use that to your advantage in, in 1984. Like, you know, it's not high def. No, yeah. yeah. So, you know, whatever. Um, But also too, I mean, there's always like. There's always aspects of those like old movies that were ahead of their time where it's like things really show the date and the technology available. And then some of the stuff is like it still holds up and looks amazing. And you're like, damn, dude, this movie's 35 years old. And other than a few things, it looks doesn't look any different than, you know, obviously it's dated with the clothes and, you know, it's hard not to show your age when you're, you know, yeah. it's in the heart of the 80s like that. But um, amazing what they what they were able to do, you know, uh, with the time and, and, and then the car. You know, it's like, there's just like such a good story behind everything. I yeah. Mean, I forget what this is in reference to. It's towards the end of the movie, though, when he's about to go back to the future. Mm -hmm. And he's like, 
oh, he's like, why can't, he's like, I'll just set the time like five minutes earlier. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. See, like, that's an obvious thing, like, where I forget it was to save. To save Doc from getting shot. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 To save, oh, yeah, yeah. To save Doc from getting shot. Like, that was like a, that's what I'm talking about with the movie. Like, they fill in those, like, anything that could be an obvious plot hole, they like well, fix. Back it up a little bit more, too. He was trying to get back, you know, five, he did it five minutes early, whatever, so he can warn Doc. But he also gave Doc the letter. On the night that the lightning struck. And yeah. he said, he said, just try, he's like, he told him to open it at a certain time, you know, and, and not to open it that night or whatever. And he did, and he read it, and then he prepared, and he had the bulletproof vest. Yeah. So then when he's like, he just misses it again, and he sees him get shot, when he goes over there, he finds he has the bulletproof vest, and then he takes yeah. out the letter that he wrote him. Yeah, all taped I, back up. They, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's something that's like official, but I would certainly get behind it. Like one of the things, it's like one of the one of the best screenplays ever written, and and like from page to to screen, like, I, I mean, but things like that, like they thought of all that stuff, right? And, and you know, and like so. I said, like it, it could have, it was so, you know, obviously they knew what they were doing, but like you have the power of a time machine, yeah. Why not just turn it back? Five? And like yeah. so many in movies now, I feel like they're gonna be like, oh, you know, yeah. You're like, just turn it back five minutes. Yeah. And like, they wouldn't have done, done something like that. So I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also too, they're like, they're very beholden to don't change anything too much. Yeah. Cause it, you know, it starts yeah. fucking with the future. So, and I think they, they really nailed that in two. Yeah. Cause of like, just how fucking crazy well, two, well, two gets. And getting into like how badly some of the effects look, you know, obviously and, you know, that's one of the cool things, too, because he goes to, what, October 20-something, 2015? Mm-hmm. So that's probably the most Photoshopped meme there is. Yeah. Because, like, for so many years, on you know, people were like, oh, this is the Back to the Future day. But I do remember when it actually did happen for real. That was, that was a cool day. And, and, and it's always like those, it's like when I was a kid and you watched the Jetsons, like, you, you would have thought back then by, like, 2000, we would have been flying cars, yeah, robots, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's like we have Alexa. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, but then it's like, you know, he's in, you know, from 1985 or 89, I guess that's when the second one is like when it was released. I don't know if it, if that's the year, you know, if it's like present day at that time, but so to go from like the late eighties to 2015 and he's got, you know, now what's like the most coveted pair of Nikes ever, yeah, the, the mag yeah. safe or whatever, yeah, the self lazing, uh, like 15, $20,000 for those things. But like, you know, jaws 19, yeah. you know, like the hologram and everything. It looks so bad. Yeah. Um, and he, but he does acknowledge it when he's like, yeah, the, the shark still looks like crap though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we go too much in, into back to the future too. Yeah. Um, I, I want to know why he sleeps like he got ejected through a car windshield. Do you ever notice how he oh, sleeps with like his arm yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> bent um, behind his back? And yeah. He's like, oh, that, that's like, that's like, that's like the direct, that's like somebody trying to pretend they were asleep. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, that's not, you know, because if, if the director's just like, all right, so you're sleeping. Like it's not. It's like when people are driving a car, and they're like, and, moving and, the and they're moving the wheel, wheel like this. Yeah. It's like first of all, if you move the wheel even an inch, like you're doing back and forth, you'd be straight up turning. Yeah. So it's like, but it doesn't look good to just have the wheel and not move, even though that's the most realistic thing it could be. Yeah. They always got to be like this. So the sleeping in, yeah, like a fetal position type, you know, and the suspenders are all weird. <laughs> like, yeah. And then the the kind of the last note I have here the pit the picture of George McFly on the back of his novel. You only see it for a split second, but it it is friggin' hilarious. Let me see if I can pull it up. That uh, that I'm not. It's not sticking out. I remember the book. I mean that that actor Crispin some Crisp, Crispin Glover. Yeah, he is a space cadet. There was a random a random fact that I wrote 
uh, that I wrote. There's a random, yeah, I write facts. Uh, there was a random fact about the movie that I read. Oh, with, yeah, this is it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the picture. If you can Google it, just Google like George McFly novel. Yeah, picture. It, it's just funny. It's just a funny picture. And of it's him. also the Mar. It's the alien looking dude that Marty dressed up as to right. scare him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they almost named the movie like the Man from Pluto or something like that. Because again, really? yeah, because that 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 same guy that's like, oh, apes don't test well. Yeah. Uh, he said that typically at. Up until this point, movies that are based on time travel don't do well. So they didn't want But they named it Back to the Future. I know, but they didn't he 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 didn't want to name it that at first because time oh, travel movies oh, didn't oh, do well. Oh, so that's so why he wanted it to be he, like the man from Pluto or something like that. And then Spielberg like left him, thought he was joking and like just completely <laughs> disregarded it. <laughs> um and then my last note is I do love that they set up the sequel immediately because yeah. we we you know, we live in a time now where like a movie comes out and like, oh, are they going to do a sequel? Or are yeah. they not? Like, they could, you know, yeah. people don't want to be involved. And then they get it going, and then the director says something on on Twitter. He gets <laughs> yeah. canceled from the project, and actors start dropping off. Yeah. and they rally behind getting the guy back. And uh, yeah, so I'm I'm glad they uh they you know you knew right away that there was going to be yeah. a sequel. And I think they they did that with all of them. I think too. Oh, right? for they sure. Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They had a full blown trailer at the end of the second movie. Oh, uh, for back to the for, for part three. Oh, after the second one, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Like, before yeah. the credits, you Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so you ready for my grade? Yeah, what's, what's the grade on the uh The grade, I gave it a letter grade, and I gave it a number grade. Okay. So the grade I gave it was an A. Okay. All right, and then the Good number grade. grade that I gave it was a 9.0. Nice. I mean, it's a, it's a classic. I mean, and the first one out of the trilogy, obviously, that's, like, the golden child. The second two, you know... It might fluctuate a little bit, honestly, because like when I originally graded it, I gave it uh, an eight point nine. As just the one movie or the trilogy? Uh, I did give the trilogy uh, a full a grade, full grade. and I'll give it to you at the end. Um, but I gave it an eight point. I think I gave it an eight point eight or an eight point nine, mm-hmm. and then I bumped the grade up after I watched the second one. Oh, okay. So I bumped it. So up. the sequel caused did, me did, to... did more for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, the the sequel did more for me for the first you know for the first one. Yeah, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that is part one. Yeah. Well, what'd you think of the grade? I, I think it's fair. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a classic. I love that that movie came out on my birth year. Uh, you know, it's like something that it was like, oh, what movies came out, uh, when you were born? And like, you look at 1985, there's a lot of bangers that came out of 1985 and I'm proud, uh, to be a 1985 baby and have back to the future represent the year the, of your birth, the year of my birth. All right. So that is Back to the Future Part One. Okay. What about Part Two? Back to the Future Part Two. Let me find. This is the one with the sports betting book, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let me give you the plot points real quick. On October 26, 1985, Doc Brown arrives in the DeLorean and persuades Marty McFly and his girlfriend, Jen Parker, to travel to the future with him to help their children. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they get to 2015. Doc Brown roofies Jennifer and then leaves her on uh, sleeping next to some trash. The whole t- yeah, like on yeah. the on the porch or something, right? Yep. <laughs> um, Marty switches places with Marty Jr. and gets into a fight with Griff. Um, and then he bounces. They get into the classic Biff Griff change chasing Marty around yeah. Hill Valley Square. Um, they notice that the newspaper changes. And Griff gets arrested and not Marty Jr. Mm. Uh, let's see what else happens. Did he uh, have the hoverboard yet? He just got the hoverboard. He's, that's how he, like, when he 
uh, invent skateboarding in the first movie. Yeah. He invents the, the, just hoverboarding without the handles in the yeah. second one. Um, and, and real quick, quick sidebar, still back to the future related. Did you ever play the video game? No. Oh my God. That might have to be something else we get into. Yo, I will buy a Nintendo and that game so we can play it is one of my favorite Nintendo All games. Right, I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. No, dude. Oh man. And I could still picture those gorgeous 2D graphics. <laughs> so good, man. We could probably, we might be able to get it on the, uh, the Raspberry Pi that I oh, have. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, such a good game, man. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, have you played back at home? Have you played the Back to the Future video game? Let us know. Reach I'm sure out. there's plenty of people, and as soon as I said it, they were like, "Oh my god, yeah!" All right, such a good game, man. Uh, so Jennifer gets found by the police, and they recognize her through her fingerprint. They send her back to her home, where she runs into her future self, mm. uh, old Marty, and the whole family. Uh, they kind of see she kind of sees that. Uh, Marty becomes kind of a loser and, you know, he can't say no to a fight. Every, if someone calls him a chicken, he has to get yeah. involved. Yeah. Um, Very Ralph Macchio with Jace. Yeah, yeah. Also considered for the role. Yeah, was he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Good, I'm glad he wasn't. They try, I mean, like I said, they, they were bummed that they couldn't get Michael J. Fox, so then they were just, like, you know, reaching for anybody. But, yeah, Ralph Macchio was one of them, which is funny, too, because I think the first Karate Kid was also 80s, right? Late yeah. 80s, maybe? Yeah. So. Oh, but before they get to the house... Uh, the scene at the house, uh, Marty explains, uh, excuse me, Marty buys the almanac. Doc explains to him, you can't do that. You know, you, you could change the course of history. And uh, old man Biff overhears it. Yeah. Grabs the almanac out of yeah. the the garbage. And when they're in the house, he steals the DeLorean and goes into the past. Yeah. Uh, so when... Doc and Marty and Jennifer get back to 85. Everything's different. Uh, the whole the whole town is a... Uh, and, and Biff is like the mayor, right? Or uh, the or? whole town's a shit show. Biff has that huge hotel. Oh, that's like right. Like the casino right. hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Marty's and he's seat. married to Lorraine. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because... Uh, against her will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole lot of against her will yeah, in, that, in, yeah. in this trilogy. Um, Biff marries her. George is dead. Blah, 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 blah. Marty secretly follows 1955 Biff when he goes back, not back to the future, but back to the past to get the almanac from him. Yeah. Um, they go to, they go through the whole, and this is what I liked about this movie, but we'll get into that with the notes was there's a lot of mixing of the first film into the second film, mm -hmm. all the different scenes like that. Yeah. He eventually gets the almanac back and everything is set right. Let's get into the notes. Do you have any, intelligence on the second one here uh the second one i feel like it's like the most hazy but i do i i like the scene with the hoverboard when he's getting the almanac back when they're in the past and then uh what doc drops the, he drops like the flag yeah. thing yeah yeah, yeah. um I'm trying to, yeah not a not a hell i i remember the scene in the hotel did did lorraine have like a like breast implants or yeah. something like that yeah, yeah yeah figures that's what i remember uh <laughs> I remember big boobs. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember. I remember that part in the hotel. I remember the end when he's getting the almanac. It, but it's like kind of hazy. All right. Did they go back to the dance in that one? Yeah, they oh, did. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, we were talking about it before too. Because that's how he he follows. Uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, oh, Strickland. 
Oh, he's following yo, Strickland through the. I, yo, it's funny you mention it. That's the bald guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna shout that dude out. Yo, uh, no joke. <laughs> One of my notes for Back to the Future Three is shout out James Tolkien slash Strickland because <laughs> he was awesome. Yeah, he's he's awesome, and he plays the same character in every movie. He's in Top Gun as well. Oh, really? And he plays the same character. Yeah, dude. I, like I, always yelling at Maverick. I enjoyed him. I don't know. <laughs> I I felt like he would be underrated. Yeah. By people, that I think a lot of people like him. But yeah, he was he was great. Yeah, um, he nailed that character, and especially, I guess this is giving away some of my my part three notes. But as like the the sheriff or whatever he was, oh, yeah, he yeah, was great yeah, as yeah. that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was that was what I enjoyed about part two a lot was how they mixed in the dance and all those scenes, yeah, yeah. and like I know they reshot some of them because you can kind of tell like Marty looks a little bit older and the lines were a little bit different. And we, were, um, we were talking about that before uh, the podcast that uh, the Crispin guy left after the first movie yeah. and then the something Weissman replaced him and they made him wear a latex mask to look like the other guy. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell. Yeah, and, and uh, it's funny too because uh, Christopher Lloyd never even bothered to learn the guy's name. Uh, I think they just called him like Crispin's like replacement. <laughs> really? Yeah, Leah Thompson as well. And uh, there was a, a fun fact I wanted to add about that, you know, because Crispin was such a, like I said, he's so out there and he did like these like semi-pornographic, like alien type one man show. Like he was a strange guy. Yeah. And I think he lives, he lives in like a 15 bedroom mansion in like Prague now or something like uh -huh. that. But at one point he had invited Leah Thompson over to like, to practice lines. And, and when she went over to his apartment, it was like, Everything, all the walls were uh, painted black. There was no furniture, except for one like, like medical grade like steel table in the middle of the living room. Yikes! Yeah, so imagine her going into that environment to see. This is I, I, I told you that like when after I watch a movie or like a TV show or play a video game, the deep dive. I love to deep dive yeah. after on like Wikipedia and stuff, <laughs> and like that. I didn't do it specifically so I can like learn some of this stuff yeah. now. I, I do like, I'm like all in on like deep diving on Crispin Glover. Cause I need to go. No, no yeah. He, he, cause I, I have wild, heard, I have heard in the past, like his name brought up yeah. on like some crazy stuff. But, but the reason why he left the movie is like kind of like a kind of noble to a degree. Cause he didn't, he didn't agree with how it ended. The where, first one. He didn't. I, yeah, because at the first one, well, yeah, at the first one, they're rich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He didn't like the way it ended because he didn't feel that there should be, like, a monetary reward. And he's like, this This is making, this This is saying that the the, the movie is based on money making you happy and not love. Yeah. So that's, okay. why, that's why he left. So I was like, oh, well, if he wasn't such a crazy bastard, I, yeah. you know, I would be. <laughs> is he crazy, though? Maybe not. Knows? Maybe not. Who knows? Find out next week on Official Intelligence. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, um, he's, we're going to have him on the pod. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> uh, so back to future part two, my notes, um, like I kind of touched on a little bit in the first one. I like, especially the scene where doc explains the, the second timeline, like how they just can't go to the future because if they go to the future, it's the future of the alternate timeline. Now uh, it's not like, uh, cause when they were talking about the almanac or whatever, yeah, like now, because Oh, oh, so they were trying to solve the problem of Biff going back in time to give his younger self the almanac. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, they can't just go back to the future where Biff finds the almanac and stop that from happening. Yeah. Because if they go back to the future now, it's where Biff is famous and rich yeah. and all that stuff. 
So they couldn't stop that that moment from happening. They have to go back to where um, Biff gives it to the younger. Biff gives it to him, but they can't stop that from happening. They have to like yeah. That's why he's like hoverboarding next to the car. Yeah. So and, I thought yeah. that was again, and I love that scene too. Yeah. He's just like driving in the car, and then he like looks over and sees like a dude. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was really cool um, attention to detail, and like again, it wasn't like a lazy way out yeah. of of fixing the issue. Yeah. I will say. Wouldn't the alternate timeline change the results of the sporting events? This might be the biggest plot hole, but I, you know, I, I'll let it go. But like, if there is this alternate timeline, but they didn't do anything to affect the outcome of that, other than just they but knew. The, who... There's ripple effects, right? Like yeah. because he'll. But but then but you know but the but the ripple effect probably wouldn't affect the game; it just affect all the other things. Because the game's still going to happen. They didn't do anything. Yeah, but who knows? No... Maybe now some degenerate that grew up in Hill Valley threw a bottle at somebody on the field and like <laughs> you now he's like his career is over like i said i mean you know that was just the one thing that popped yeah. out in my head yeah um shout out uh who said it i forget but there was a mention of take a uh, a long walk off a short pier oh yeah nice shout that out quote Grandpa. was in there i put this one in even though i ended up being wrong about it i said shout out the sepulveda boulevard tunnel because I thought that's what Biff was driving through. Oh. <laughs> and that was the tunnel that uh, I took to work every day. Oh, yeah. When I lived in L.A. But it turns out, similar looking tunnel, it's Griffith Park. I always like, that's one of my favorite things about having lived in California for so long. It's like now you go back and watch certain things and you realize it was filmed like around the corner. Yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. Um, but with uh, just a quick sidebar on the Griffith Park, uh, that they, they shot uh, Salute Your Shorts in Griffith Park. Really? Yeah. How that's cool is crazy. that? Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say, uh, Biff kind of reminds me of if Chris DiStefano and the Miz had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see, see that. that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, shout out hey, Miz hey, popping and, up on a lot of our podcasts. You know, and Tom Wilson's a comedian, so he's probably buddies with yeah. Chris. Um, oh, so oh, I keep forgetting his name, but the dude that gets, ends up getting Marty fired. I was like, dude, this guy looks like Flea. Gets fired. In the second one? In the second what one. Does he get fired He's from? on the video conference. And he makes Marty swipe his card. He's got a, a kitschy name. He races him at the end of part three. It's oh, like man. Pebbles or Pickles. Oh, man. I don't even know. Uh, hold on. Let me. F- Flea's in a lot of like random movies, though. Uh, oh, shit. It was right there. Needles. Needles? <laughs> Do you remember him? Nah, he's not sticking out. He's the guy that's he, he's like, oh, Marty, just swipe your card or whatever. And then... Uh, Marty swipes his card and immediately gets a video call from his boss and the boss <laughs> fires him. You don't remember that? No, it's not ringing a bell. I, I just, he sends him the facts. You're fired. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> was that flea? Yeah. Oh yeah. And damn. I was like, it didn't take me out of the scene, but I kind of like didn't pay attention to the scene because for the next like three minutes, I'm like, wait, Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's when Marty's older. Yeah. 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 I'm like, how old is Flea? Were the Red Hot Chili Peppers famous enough at that time for Flea to like attach himself to a movie like that? Um, but yeah, that that just took me out of it a little, a little bit, a little bit. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, damn. Yeah, he's he's been in a, a handful of movies. And then, okay, so the last thing I have here, I, I have two things. What is future 2015 Biff thinking when the future is all changing and shit around him? Because he knows... He gave Biff the almanac. So, like, he went from being just, you know, broken down Biff yeah. to... With a, with a 
prominent detailing business. Yeah. <laughs> to 2015, he's rich AF because he went back in time. Yeah. And changed the timeline. Well, maybe. And then, then he went back to the Biff that he, he originally was. So that was the only thing. Again, yeah, well, well, not a pothole. Yeah. I just wonder. Yeah. It's just one of those things, man. It gets so messy. Yeah. That I give him a lot of credit for keeping it as tight as they did. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> um, and then the last thing, the f- I thought to me, the future part was kind of annoying, but the rest of the movie made up for it. And I think that some, uh, some of that had to do with watching with 2021 eyes. Yeah. Uh, but And the vo- all the voices all the future people used, like they're all like high pitched and like whiny and like <laughs> it was weird. I think that was, again, it was the whole future thing because... And I was talking to my brother and Ryan. I just gave them that like one piece, yeah, you know, of feedback, yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, but you got to understand, like in 1990, seeing all that future stuff, you know, it was a possibility." Yeah, yeah, no, that's so, and, that, that, and that's what I was just about to say. I was like, you know, if you're gonna do anything with time traveling in the future, you got to go like way at, into at the least future. at least a couple centuries, yeah, because because yeah, from from 89 to 2015. You know, there's a lot of guessing going on in there. Obviously, <laughs> what was what, what what would you say was the most advanced part of 2015 besides the self lacing uh, shoes? Was it the jacket that like shrunk to his yeah. body? <laughs> well, the flying cars. Oh yeah, the whole Skyway. I guess yeah. Uh, That'd be, yeah, the most because we got hoverboards now. Yeah, <laughs> just not that cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I think that's it. As far as yeah. the notes that I had, ready yeah. for the grade? Yeah. Gave it a B plus. Okay. And I gave it an 8.8. Nice. Thought it was a solid sequel. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. And I think, and we'll get into this at the end of three, but I say solid sequel, but it's really not a sequel. And this is an important point that, um, again, my friend Ryan brought I'm just up. saying, like, just a continuation? It's just a, conti- it's, this is all one big story, really. Yeah. You're yeah. just getting it in different parts. Yeah. And there's no, like, yeah, I mean, like you said, too, every movie ends, you know, with you, you it immediately know. going into the next one. Right. And, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, but I, I do, again, I, I do, we didn't talk about how it actually ended, but the, you know, Doc seeing Marty back off to the future and then Marty comes running around the corner uh, <laughs> to get, you know, to, to set up the next movie. Uh, yeah, man, I wish I would have watched these. Because at the end of the second one, is that when he, he takes off in the flying DeLorean? And when he changes it to, it doesn't take plutonium, it takes garbage? Yeah. That's at the end of the second one? No, the end of the first one, he is shows the garbage. up. It's uh, the garbage. Okay, yeah, yeah. And but then they fly down the street. The end of the second one. End of the second one, they wake up Lorraine on the porch, I thought. No, it's the end of the third one. Oh, end of the third. Damn, she was sleeping for two movies? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, end of the third one. Oh, oh! Yeah. They come back on the train, right? And no, 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 no. Okay, so so the movie ends. He burns the almanac. Okay. And then uh, the lightning hits the DeLorean in the sky, and that kicks Doc back. Oh, to back the west. To, yeah, back yeah. to the future. Oh, he does go back. To he the goes future? back to uh, eighty-five. Okay. And Marty's stuck there, and then uh, Marty gets the the telegram. Oh, to join him. To saying yeah, that, yeah. you know, I've been in 1885 now for eight months. I yeah. hope this, you know, I hope this letter <laughs> finds you. Yeah. And then he runs to, but he can't, uh, he's in 1885, so he can't use the time machine anymore because yeah. like one of the parts broke. Yeah. But he hit it. Um, and you know, he's like, he goes to find him in 19, 
55 again. Yeah. So then they could go from 1955 back to 1885. Oh, man. So, again... It's just all clever, and I like yeah, the way that no, it, it like it, you know it, it lined up. Zemeckis is yeah. All right, Back to the Future Part Three. Part Three: The Wild Wild West. In here, we pour whiskey. <laughs> Did you hear that part? Yeah. Shout out uh, Andrew Santino, Whiskey Ginge, stealing his audio clips from Back to the Future. All right, so Back to the Future Part Three. On November twelfth, nineteen fifty-five, moments after witnessing his apparent death. Marty McFly learns that Dr. Brown was transported back to 1885. Marty and the 1955 doc use the information in Doc's 1885 letter to find and repair the DeLorean so Marty can return to 1985. Doc's letter instructs Marty not to retrieve him. Marty spots and uh, photographs a tombstone with Doc's name on it, dated six days after the letter he received, uh, and that Doc was killed by Biff Tannen's great-grandfather, Buford Tannen. (laughs) Uh, so Marty goes back to save Doc. Um, let's see. He he's found by his great great grandparents, Seamus and Maggie McFly. Oh, yeah, that that's good too. Like uh, they're like eating the squirrel and like spitting out all the bullets or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he spends the night at the farm, and then he uh, runs into Buford and the gang. Uh, Buford tries to lynch Marty. Doc ref- uh, rescues him. He says, I told you not to come find me. Oh, yeah, he's, like, dragging him by the neck from the back of the horse, right? Yeah, yeah and then yeah. he hangs him up. Yeah. Um, Doc rescues him. Marty convinces Doc to leave uh, 1885 after seeing the photograph, but there's no gasoline, so the, the DeLorean can't run. They come up with a plan to use the train yeah. to hijack, I mean, borrow the train <laughs> uh, and get it up to speed. Uh, he meets and saves Clara from falling into... The ravine, Clayton Ravine, as it was supposed to be called. Doc gets provoked by Buford and, and get, tries to get into a fight with him. I was uh, saying, because doesn't the whole beef with Biff or, uh, or Buford, <laughs> Buford or whatever happen because he saved Marty in that, in that first scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, see, that's what I'm saying. So, the, the tombstone already knew that Marty was going to go back and get him. That's why. Yeah. Well, and then the tombstone the, doesn't disappear from the photo, just the name does. Yeah. And then, um, as like things go on, it pops up Clint Eastwood <laughs> on the tombstone because, you know, it's implying that Buford ends up killing him. Um, oh, yeah. Because, uh, Marty went by Clint Eastwood, right? When he yeah, was in the West. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Doc and Clara fall in love. Uh, they at the town festival. Buford tries to kill Doc, but Marty throws the the fr- the pie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the pie pan at him. <laughs> um. Oh, and then Doc lets it slip that Marty gets into a car accident in the future because uh, of all like the name calling. The whole thing is like he gets called yellow. Oh yeah, yeah. He, that, that's what sets him off in like yeah. every, every. Yep. He gets called yellow and. Implying that uh, the car crash that they talked about in part two, yeah, that ends up like making Marty become like a failure, and like he stops playing music and stuff because he like messed up his hand and everything. So you kind of get the the answer to that question, yeah. Um, so Doc again decides that he's going to end up going back. He tries to tell Clara that he uh, is from the future. She gets all upset with him. Uh, it's such a funny scene where he goes to drink and he's like holding the shot glass or whatever. And he's like, you sure you want to drink that last time you had, you drank, he, you know, you, uh, 
got all crazy or whatever. <laughs> and then it, he gets there at night, but he's still talking in the morning and he's still holding the shot glass. <laughs> and he's like, how much did you drink? And you're like, that's still the first one. He hasn't drank it yet. <laughs> He finally ends up taking the shot and then he falls face first into the table. Uh, great scene of him falling into the table. It was such a, a great fucking uh, face plant. They have the, uh, the showdown between Marty and Buford. There's going to be a lot of stuff we cut out. Yeah. They have oh, the plus, show- when we get, we'll, we'll cut all this out. But when you get to me and you're just like, how'd you like Hammond? You'll be like, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> End of the episode. See, I, t- I told you, it would be like 15, 20 minutes for yeah. each one of these episodes. Um, they have the shootout, um, Marty versus Buford. Marty ends up winning, blah, 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 blah. They go back to the future. Uh, Do you also strap uh, like a metal lid or something yeah, like that underneath Yeah, his... yeah, yeah. He had like yeah. the furnace cover. Yeah. Uh, sorry that these plots are getting a little bit glossed over here because we are yeah. true to our word going on tangents galore <laughs> hey. and, and taking up more time than we thought they would. Uh, but my notes for, for part three are very, very short. Enough of Great Scott. <laughs> by this part on three movies in this weekend i've heard great scott enough yeah um i thought the white war the white wall tires on the delorean was, was hilarious looking <laughs> um they were very racist towards indians in this movie yeah uh <laughs> when clara's carriage fell off the the cliff i was like half expecting it to explode <laughs> <laughs> uh shout out james tolkien slash strickland yeah man great uh, that guy's got it. He's probably not alive anymore, right? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but without being too wordy, uh, let's just go straight to the review on this one because it, you know there's not a lot to really talk about. Yeah. in this one, uh, the movie by itself, I gave it a B. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weakest one out of the. Yeah, but then I I gave it a B, but then I thought to myself because it's the end of the story, I bumped it up to a B plus. Yeah, and I ended up giving it an eight point five. Okay. So that's what I gave the three movies separately. The whole trilogy on a whole, I gave an A and a 9.2. And I think the whole story was greater than any single one of the movies in in general. Uh, Will I watch it again? Probably yes. Okay. Probably yes. If it was on, I don't know how how far out of my way I would go to watch it, but if someone wants to watch it, I would definitely watch it. If it was on TV, uh, I would watch it. Uh, last question I have here. Uh, is there any like underlying theory of Doc Brown? Because I feel like he, obviously I know like you're stuck with the, with the special effects of the time, but does he yeah. ever age really? Yeah. Right. They never, cause they make it a point to do things with the other characters one way or the other. Yeah. But yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know. He's maybe he's an alien. He could be, an, he might be the man from Pluto. Maybe he might be the, yeah, it might be the man from Pluto. All right. Uh, but we, we babbled on here. I, a lot. Yeah. About well, hey, Back to the Future. It's, you know, it's, it's a long it. time coming. You know, they celebrated the 35th uh, anniversary of the film last year. So, you know. It's, you all wanted this, too. You wanted yeah. my thoughts on it. Yeah. You wanted this, damn it. <laughs> you made your bed, now sleep in it. Um, but no, I, like I said, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, well, that's good. It's, I kinda, it's a classic. Yeah, I kind of feel like I wish I was into it back when it came out. Yeah. You know, then it's less of a stretch from 2021 to not only that but i think the younger me would have yeah. like really been into it yeah uh well cool man i think everybody's happy that you watched it um they may not want me to review anything ever again <laughs> well so that only leaves one other thing left to review mm-hmm. and what's his name man alexander hamilton uh yeah i watched that movie finally 
and uh, it was okay. <laughs> okay. uh, no, no, I, I did like it. Just, just based on music alone, I thought, it, I thought it was cool. Would have uh, probably rather been in the audience. Yeah, no, it, it was. But, awesome but it does, it does give you like better visuals. Obviously, you could see a lot of things you probably wouldn't be able to see from whatever vantage point you had in in the theater or whatever. But, um, you know, I was making jokes. Like, I'll pull up my notes too because it's like, you know, obviously this is another situation where the movie is like super, super hyped. Um. You know, Back to the Future is a little different because it's got 35 years of hype. That is, right. That's consistent. Like, but I did say, too, um, to you, when we started talking about it, I held this back because I do think Hamilton lives up to the hype. No, it, 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 it did. I, I, you know, and whatever. I still don't necessarily like Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, 100%. I, 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 I dislike him less. Uh, what I will say, though, is I'm a big supporter of Aaron Burr. Yeah. Big yeah. supporter. Um, Shout out Leslie Odom. Yeah, Leslie Odom Jr., man. And I didn't even know he was in it. You know, when when I one of the first songs that he did that started highlighting his voice, I was like, I was like, man, that guy could sing. And uh, but I like I didn't recognize him really. And then when I looked looked it up and saw that it was Leslie Odom Jr., I listened to that dude's music before like Hamilton yeah. came out. So I was a fan of his just on a music uh, level. But I was making a joke too, because it's like, you know, let's just call this play what what it is. Cause it's like it came out what, 2016? Yeah. And, like, at that point, hip-hop was struggling. So this was just a vehicle for, like, actually good hip-hop music. And I liked how they paid tribute to a lot of, like, older, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. um, like, all the different kind of, like, vibes, you know, did, of hip-hop over the years. Did you count the, the Shook ones, Mob Deep? They had that in there? They had uh, one of Alexander Hamilton's lines in my shot is, I'm only 19, but my mind is older. Oh, nice, nice. Now, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't pick up that line specifically. There were other lines that I... Uh, made it a point to write down, but that that's a cool like little Easter egg. Yeah, dude, there's a there's a lot. I'm sure there's of a lot. Yeah, sprinkled in. and 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 uh, so I'll make the I'll make the general comments right out of the gate. Musically, I thought it was very very good. Uh, you know the performances, everything 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 was good. Um, but but the the actual songwriting to me stuck out the most. And 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 I mean I I tip my cap to Lin Manuel Miranda. You know, outside of Hamilton for the other songs that he's written and stuff like that. I mean, the guy is such a gifted songwriter. It's like, it's like on that genius level, you know, that, yeah. the, you know, because you know what he's able, what he's able to write and fit with the syllables and how, you know, and then, and then there's like, there's like nerd, like music theory, nerd humor in the lines. And not only that, but um, a lot of the facts that I was going to, I told you I was going to pull like some fun facts and stuff. Yeah. And I didn't because I'm going to just give this guy on YouTube a shout out. His name is Howard Ho. Okay. And he has a lot of videos on YouTube about like explaining the music of Hamilton and like oh, all right. the different chord pro progressions and like what they imply and how yeah. well, different I songs like may sound a certain way, but the, the underlying chords and stuff like that, like, yeah, like, like foreshadow. Mi minor chords, but like right. happy... Uh, right melody and even thing. like how some of the characters that die yeah in like peggy yeah the sister dies mm -hmm. um they don't outright say it in the show but like in the their introduction song like the two other girls like their their lines end on a higher note like angelica uh, and peggy like hers goes down uh, uh. and then like the same thing when she's teaching uh eliza's teaching philip how to count in French on the piano. Yeah, 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 yeah. His is going down. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's like they foreshadow a lot of stuff with all the music and like the chords they use and like yeah. they bring back like small like most of the songs in the show are all working off like the same chord progression. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got a hint of that like where cuz a lot of the songs just flow right into yeah. one another as well. So um well, let me start at the top of my notes, I guess. Go so ahead. first thing I wrote down, as soon as I as soon as I hovered over the thumbnail of the movie on Disney Plus Saw so two hour forty minute runtime and instantly got pissed because you told me it was two and a half. The credits, the credits. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so I was kind of like laughing about that. I was like, "This mother." Um, seven minutes in, and they're banging out a drum beat on a table. I found this scene the most relatable to me because uh, there's nothing like the bass. Of an elementary school lunch table, you, you, it's, if you close your fist and hit that thing in the middle, man, it's like eight oh eight style. Uh, so I, I like that when they were when they were doing that. It's also one of my favorite songs that came from that. The I don't know what the song was called, it, it, the Raise a Glass of the Freedom one or whatever. Okay. Um, I like that. Uh, After my shop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of my gripes before even watching. Hamilton, as everybody knows, was that I, you know, I wasn't the the, the biggest fan of uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. I I thought he was an over performer. I saw him on SNL or something like that, and you know, using his hands more than like Italians do to like <laughs> gesture out their feelings, and uh, and 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 I attribute some of that, I guess that that might be from that theater type background because you like over pronounce and like m- maybe overperform things so that the people in the back could like, you know, he was like, I, I was like joking around i was like this this dude is so like overacting like his hair is performing right now <laughs> um but uh but but you know but he but he you know he he is he is very, very i will gifted say at like, what he does when i saw um i saw it live first before yeah. obviously i saw it on tv but even before live in like, la or in new, in, york? in new york city okay um but i wouldn't listen to the soundtrack until i saw it oh, okay um because i didn't want you know spoilers or whatever but yeah i just i wanted that was the experience i wanted to have sure, when yeah. i saw it oh, yeah, the, the music is by far the best part yeah. um the hamilton that i saw live yeah was awesome original cast or not the original oh, cast okay. but what you're getting with the with the disney plus version is like the rest of the original class yeah is insane oh yeah no i yeah i thought everybody was great dude playing washington was good yeah um uh, what else we got here? Uh, oh yeah. So th- this is you know one of the one of the actual lines that I wrote down. Getting back to what I was saying, like you know you can tell that there's so much thought in every single word, every single syllable. Uh, and 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 then there's like there's like the music theory humor in there for for that demographic watch, you know. And and the line is, uh, it's like early on when he's like standing on the soapbox with that guy, and they're yeah. kind of like battling out a bit or whatever and he's like don't modulate the key then not debate with me yeah yeah and i thought that, you know because they're mo- they mod you know the other guy modulates and then like doesn't say anything and then he comes in with that line and it's like it's like that moment you know like uh where the one dude hits the diss the the diss line and then like the whole group is like, ah! like <laughs> yeah yeah so that yeah i, I like that that was a, a a nerdy line that i appreciated my favorite part of the entire show King George. Yeah, that's, I, I would one. say that, that is everybody's favorite. I think the first time they experience yeah. it. Yeah. He, he's, he, yeah. And, and his song, his song is my favorite song out of the whole show. 
uh, the melodies like just always stuck in my head. Well, they wanted th- that whole point of like that melody and that song was for them to write like a Beatles esque, uh, okay. like to uh, contradict like the rap. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. to write like how the Beatles are maybe to hip hop, like you know, kind of old and like corny or whatever, yeah. and like obviously English. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that you know, that's kind of the the reason that they they went that route. Yeah, no, he he was my favorite. I, like I said, I like that song. I forget the actor's name, but from Glee, Jonathan Groff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he change? Did he stay with the cat? Like, was he? Did they change that guy out too? After yeah, the, yeah. Usually they when change the, everybody. Yeah, when the cast, uh, people start leaving, they kind of all yeah. leave together. But yeah, King George. Da 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 da. But just the way he uh, emphasizes that, da. <laughs> uh, I like that. Um. Yeah, like I said, I already said Aaron Burr was uh, my favorite part, especially the end when he kills Hamilton. Um, <laughs> you know, poor fucking Eliza, though, man. I wrote this. I wrote this line down to uh, longing for Angelica, missing my wife. That's when Miss Maria Reynolds walked into my life. Yeah. Um. So, consummate stick man, Hamilton was. Dude, he's laying pipe. You know, just straight up cheating on everybody, and uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> Sending a bad message. Um. Yeah, poor Eliza. Um, but how about outing yourself on, as far as, like, the Reynolds pamphlet and just, like, putting it out there before it could be leaked to the press? Oh, what, Hamilton did that? Yeah, he, oh, he, yeah, he wrote yeah, that yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah. explaining the whole affair. Yeah. But who, who, was, who, like, read it? Was that Aaron Burr that read it to uh, everybody? Yeah, did you see this shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Damn! Yeah, I feel for Aaron Burr, though, because Hamilton was, like, the thorn in that dude's side, you know, uh, the entire time. Every, I feel like, he, you know, because Aaron Burr was, like, left out of all those rooms he wanted to be a part of. Through and, his own yeah, yeah. hesitance, though. Like, yeah. his whole thing was, like, I'm going to sit back and wait yeah. and wait and wait. I think your brother hit me with the line like that, too, where he, like, threw in... It was, like, out of nowhere, though, but then, it, like, I was like, I know he's not, like, dissing me, but he has, he has to be quoting the movie, because he's... One of the first things I think he said, like, talk less or something like that, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, bro... It's a podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> That's all we do. Um, but then I, was, I realized I was like, oh yeah, he's quoting the. Fucking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Aaron, Aaron Burr, though, you know, he he was he was misunderstood, man. Obviously, the whole show is not about Aaron Burr. Yeah, no. But he's like, I think it, it, it very much well is and could be. Yeah. Well, and I li- I like too because like you know, they were friends. They were like, and they had a lot more in common than they each one probably ever wanted to admit or whatever yeah. and. I didn't, you know, I didn't know that it was like he, he killed him, like you know, in the duel. Like Hamilton was like, no, no, I don't want to do this. And yeah, yeah. Like, Bam. which he throws away his shot. I guess he did throw away his shot. He threw, Damn. See what happens when a- you throw away your shot. Aaron Burr didn't throw away his shot. He did not. <laughs> but now he, you know, he he lived the rest of his life as like a, you know, a villain. Yeah. But uh, what else? I think I had another note in there. While you're looking that up, I thought one of the cool things, and this is like something I just oh, <laughs> I just saw um today when I was looking up notes. In the beginning, in the first song where they have that part where, like, we fought with him. I died for him. Yeah, yeah. All those have, like, a double meaning because um, when Anthony Ramos' character is like, I died for him, he died for him as John Lawrence, and he then becomes Philip, his son, and he dies for him Uh, because he's standing up for Alexander Hamilton, and we fought with him 
uh, David Diggs and yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, they fought in the war and then fought verbally. Ex- exactly, yeah, yeah, they fought yeah. against him, and then we loved him. Was the two sisters who end up playing the same role the whole show? Uh, uh, Eliza but then and Peggy, Angelica. Yeah. Okay. But then Peggy becomes Mariah Reynolds in the second act. So it's again to your point of like those like little nerdy things yeah, that yeah. like and like almost the dual meanings and like the yeah. stuff that like so much thought is put into, you know, it's 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 insane. The, the last thing I wrote, um, and uh, we could close up this review, uh, but I, I was like, you know, when Washington wowed every everybody with his performance of one last time, I thought for sure he was going to get the golden buzzer, but sadly he didn't make it through to the next round. Did you, uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of that song, did you notice the, that's like one of the few times you see like the composer, is it the composer, the conductor? Okay. Like his hands come up and he's clapping for him. Oh, okay. Uh, and then you also see during the Reynolds pamphlet, he like from the pit puts his hand up with one of the pamphlets and someone grabs it oh, and starts cool. reading it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the, the pit orchestra, man. That, you know, I, I, did, I, I, I think we talked about this too, because I, I remember before the production of the show, I feel like Questlove was vocal about it. And I think we talked about this. I know that they wrote like an original song or something like that. But did Amir, Questlove, Thompson, and Black Thought have anything to do with the music? You know, I didn't. We did talk about that uh, last week I, or something. I, I'm and I, pretty I sure they forgot did. to like look it up. But and, I did and, mention that they, there was like a remix album. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that. That they yeah, were yeah. They're definitely a part of. Yeah. I liked it. You know, and my mom wants to watch it, so I'll watch it again with her. I wanted to hate it. <laughs> and I and I thought about like, you know, just keeping keeping that trend and just continuing to hate it publicly, but secretly enjoy it. <laughs> but it's too much energy. What do you got for a grade? Uh for a grade? Um for a grade I, I for a grade I'd give it an A. Pro- I mean probably probably an A plus because, you know, in that genre i guess i don't think there's really anything that's better than that yeah. play wise this is hopefully something we can do together uh with anthony too book of mormon oh i do want to see that yeah and I, there I was a lot that. of there's a lot was... of opportunities that like you know when it came out to la and stuff and I, I i never went but i've heard that that's really good as well it's it was awesome did matt stone and trey parker like star in it when it first came out no they weren't in it i don't think so i thought they were um josh gad uh, was in it a newer one or the original cast type the original cast okay yeah josh gad is awesome yeah it was matt parker and trey stone did i say that wrong trey parker and matt stone yeah who wrote it with uh robert i'm all over the place with names robert rodriguez or robert lopez okay um who is like an egot winner oh okay and he's like super young too was that emmy grammy oscar and tony oscar, oscar tony yeah so yeah Nice. Maybe that'll be our next review. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I, I Broadway's opening up soon here in New York. Yeah. Uh, April 2nd, I think every, everything opens. Really? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, because uh, Comedy Cellar, they have something. Uh, my buddy Matt is taping a comedy special um, before. Uh, not at the Comedy Cellar. I forget the Broadway Comedy Club, I think. So I'm going to go see that. There you go. Get that vaccine. Get back out there. I mean, I would get it just so I can go to a Yankee game, but we'll see. Um, I'm not, I'm not like in a crazy rush cause I like rarely leave the house. So yeah, but just, yeah, I'm not again, I'm not against it. You know, I would probably feel more comfortable if there was like more, they had like a long, longer time to like really test things, you know, but you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, that is our review of the back to the future trilogy and Hamilton Two 
uh, very overdue viewings. Um, but I'm glad we both watched that. We can check it off the list now, and I don't got to hear people harass me about seeing Hamilton. Now you can wow him with some of the facts I gave you, too. Yeah. I still think that Hamilton is an adulterer, and he needs to, you know, not be held in such high regard when he, when he treated Eliza like that. Man. <laughs> he um, atoned. He atoned. <laughs> Um, and he paid back the prostitute or whatever. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Um, thanks again for, uh, joining us, uh, each and every week. Um, we, uh, we appreciate you guys, uh, liking and subscribing and following and reviewing and, and we um, made it, we made it this far in this episode without mentioning, please review the podcast on yeah. Apple podcasts. Yeah. Uh, our socials are on pretty much everything, Instagram, Facebook. TikTok haven't been updating the TikTok too much because none of you guys are following us there and we don't have video yet. So yeah, but just go give it a preemptive follow. Uh, it's at unofficial underscore pod. Uh, email us if you have other suggestions for other shows or movies or things you want us to review, talk about. I know someone mentioned Goonies, so that's coming. Uh, email us at hi at uipodcast.com. Next week, we're coming at you with our getting to know you special. We play a game called Are You Garbage? Yes. We're going to find out if me, Anthony, or Steve are garbage. Who's the most garbage? Who's the most classy? Yep. That's coming at you next week. And that's going to be a fun time. And we do encourage you to play along with us at home. The episodes, uh, those episodes are, are closer to the hour. So again, you could do like a power hour type thing. Have that playing in the background. Uh, guaranteed to get a couple of laughs. And then you might find out if you're a big piece of trash before you go out to the bar. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's going to wrap things up for the Back to the Future review, the Hamilton review. Uh, and, you know, now the only thing left to do is just say goodbye. So, uh, Ben, if you want to help help me take, take us out here. Okay. Raise a glass to our podcast. Something they can never take away, no matter what they tell you. Raise a glass to the four of... Ah, f- <laughs> Raise a glass to the three of us. Tomorrow, Tomorrow there'll, there'll be, be more, more of us. us. I don't know if I hit that right. Telling the story of tonight. Let's have another round tonight. <laughs> and on that one, good night. See ya. This was heavy, man. This was real heavy. <laughs>